born to die that he might give eternal life that I might live Welcome to Yankee Arnold Ministries. Dr. Arnold will be with you in just a moment, but first, we want you to know how much we appreciate your prayers and financial support. You may help this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message. How to be a failure. Everybody would want to know how to be a failure, right? (laughs) No. But there's a um, plan to succeed. But most people don't follow the plan. So I always told people, you know, you, you plan your work and you work your plan and you work your plan as long as your plan will work. When your plan don't work, you change your plan. Isn't that simple? But that's what you got to do. Most people don't plan to fail. They just fail to plan. And so there's some things that I want to run by you. Number one here on how to be a failure you will probably fail sometimes in your life, and you'll wonder, how did that happen? What did I do wrong? And nobody will be there to tell you. So I'm going to tell you now. And you got a piece of paper that will tell you what went wrong. Won't you like it whenever you can just look at a piece of paper and say, okay, this is what I did wrong, huh? So the first point here mentioned is um, follow the path of least resistance which is the way most people live their life. They just do whatever's the easiest thing for them to do because, you know, to discipline yourself, sometimes you have to be hard on yourself. You have to make yourself do what you're supposed to do. Do you have the ability to tell yourself what to do and then make yourself behave? If you cannot discipline yourself, you can't discipline somebody else. You can't discipline kids without being disciplined. That's where we get the word disciple from. Disciple means to be a follower, a learner. So you have to discipline yourself to learn from whoever you're following. So Jesus Christ talks an awful lot in his word about his disciples. So we're supposed to discipline ourselves to be his disciples. And he says, unless a man forsakes everything that he has... He cannot be my disciple because you can't pay the price of discipleship to discipline yourself. And so here in the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter 9 and verse 24 of 1 Corinthians says, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. Now down here when you run in a race, you're running against somebody. But when you're running in the race that God has for you, you're not running against anybody. You're running against the devil. You're running against the world. You're running against the flesh. You're running against all the sinful desires that you have, see. So can you run the obstacle course? But see, the 
do what God wants, many people take the path of least resistance because they want an easy light. They don't want to have to make themselves do what they know is the right thing to do. And the, one of the things that I have enjoyed over the years is learning how to discipline myself, make myself do what I'm supposed to do. So you have to learn how to behave. And then he makes a statement, and every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate or self-discipline, self-control in all things. They do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible because we're running a different race. We're running for something that's worthy to achieve. An incorruptible crown that when the race is over and we get to be with the Lord in heaven, God is going to reward us for what we have done for him. And every man is running his own race. You're not running against the person sitting beside you. You're running the race that God has set for you and there is a course. And that's found in the book of Acts chapter 20 where he talks about, the course that God has set before me. I want to finish my course with joy. In other words, finish your race. And so he says here in verse 26, I therefore so run, but if you're going to run, you ought to run to win. If you're going to race, race to win. One of the things that I liked about serving the Lord is because I'm not competing against somebody else. I'm competing against the things that want to destroy me in reality, waste my life. And I want to be found faithful. I want to be prosperous in my life. I want to be a success. But if I want to be a failure, don't discipline yourself. Just don't do it. Therefore, he says in verse 20, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. So if you want to waste your life, you're just like somebody who's shadow boxing. There's nobody there. You're just beating the air. And so many of God's children are going through the things of life, but out really fighting any battles. They want to win, but they don't want to fight. They want to have the medals, but they don't want no wars. But it's not going to work that way. And so that's why he says in verse 27, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. You have a body, I got a body. We're supposed to keep these bodies in subjection to the person that lives on the inside. In other words, I have a body, but my body is not to control me. My body has desires, but those desires are not to control me. I'm to use this body, and if I use the body correctly, it will be a good, you know, servant. But it is a terrible taskmaster. If you ever get it switched around to where the body tells you what to do, and that's where most Christians are. The second thing here, alienate yourself from good Christian fellowship. Regardless of what God says to do, just don't do it. Turning the Bible to the book of Ecclesiastes. The book of Ecclesiastes, all the way back there. And you'll find there's a little book called Proverbs. And then the book of Ecclesiastes in chapter 4. And then look in verse 9. In verse 9 it says, two are better than one. Because they have a good reward... For their labor. Because you see, you can encourage one another. And you can pray for one another. You can exhort one another. And then he says this. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth. For he hath not another to help him up. This is why it's so important for a person to have a friend. 
a friend who tries to challenge you to do the right thing. If you have a friend that tries to challenge you to do the wrong things, you need to avoid them and stay away from them. Avoid them like the plague because they're not a close friend. They're not a friend if they don't help you. If they try to destroy you by getting you to do something wrong, they're not for your benefit. And then look at the next statement down here. Look what it says in verse 12. In verse 12, and if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. There's safety. And then he says, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. In other words, it's very easy to break a string, but get about 10 of them. It gets harder. It's the same thing in your Christian life. That's why you want to have a lot of friends around. But if you want to be a failure in life, just go ahead and be a loner. All we like sheep have gone astray. Do your own thing. After all, you're the master of your life. You're, you're a self-made man. Do whatever you want, however you want, and you will be guaranteed to be a failure. Always remember, what is a success in this world? Well, a person who is successful has to be looked at through the eyes of the Lord. What does God consider to be success? So every person has to define what does it mean to be successful? What does success mean to you? If there's a person who wants to be a beach bum, and lo and behold, he goes to the beach and becomes a beach bum. If he achieved his goal in his mind, I succeeded. Somebody wants to be a person on the street, never have a job. Hey, I succeeded. I'm a success. But somebody else might want to be a success by having a million dollars. Somebody else might want to have, you know, fame and popularity, all the kinds of riches. So you can see everybody decides what does success mean to you. But whenever you look at it the right way, let God determine what success means. And we'll see that in the next little section down here. But alienate yourself from good Christian fellowship and you will not be strong and you will not be successful spiritually in God's eyes. You will be a failure, guaranteed how to ruin your life. It's clearly taught in the Word of God. Look at the next statement. Indulge yourself in carnal appetite. <laughs> Look there in the book of Galatians. I want you to see this. In the book of Galatians in chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, and look in verse 16. When he says in verse 16, this I say then, walk in the Spirit, that means walk according to the Word of God. Walk in the Spirit, walk according to your new birth. When you trust Christ as Savior, you have eternal life, you're God's child, you're going to heaven when you die. So if you're God's child, he's simply saying, live like it, walk like it. And so he says, and he shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So if you want to be a failure in life, all you have to do is just make it your goal to fulfill the lust of the flesh. Do whatever you want. Feels good, do it. Don't worry about God. Don't worry about dying. Don't worry about the consequences of your bad decision. Just enjoy life for the moment. Of course, that moment is fleeting. It doesn't last very long, and you're going to be reaping the results later down the road, and you're going to be one miserable individual. But you will succeed at being miserable because you're going to waste your life. But that's what a failure does. You see, there's only one God gave us one Bible, and he told us how to get to heaven. 
So if you want to get to heaven, you have to get to heaven the way God said. Well, what did he say how to get to heaven? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. All I had to do to go to heaven was to believe that when Christ died, he paid for my sins. So the reason I'm going to heaven is because I don't have any sins to pay for. He paid for all my sins. Well, he didn't just do it for me. But since he loved the world, he did it for the whole world. And so everybody in the world can have eternal life and go to heaven. And it's a gift, totally free. But if you want to be a failure and miss heaven and go to hell, like this one track I saw one time, what must I do to go to hell? Now, we often see tracks, what must I do to go to heaven? But this was, what must I do to go to hell? Nothing. You're already on your way. Isn't that simple? You're already a failure. You're already on your way to hell. So you don't have to do anything. You shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But if you want to fulfill the lust of the flesh, go ahead. You can. You can succeed in doing that. You can succeed in being as wicked as you choose to be. And you can live like the devil. You can. So you can be a failure in life. And a lot of people are. And you say, well, I've never robbed a bank and I've never killed anybody. But you have succeeded at being a sinner. So you are a success. Because see, when Christ came into the world, he came to die for sinners. And you qualify. Hey, I qualify. Look at the next statement. Look on the sins and inconsistency of others. If you want to be a failure, look at all the mistakes of everybody you know. You know, words, here's a teenager. If you don't want to obey authority, all you got to do is just pick your parents apart. Why? Because they'll have a lot of flaws, and now you have a reason not to obey. Why? Because, well, why should I obey them? They're just as wrong. And so there's husbands and wives that are not getting along. There's kids that'll get along with parents. Have you ever seen lately what's going on in Washington, in Congress? Isn't it wonderful to know that all those people up there, the Democrats and the Republicans, just love each other? If they were allowed to carry guns in there, they'd probably kill each other. But here we are with God's word and says, look not on the sins and inconveniences of others. Because, you see, the inconsistency. Look at them if you want to be a failure. And if you want to be a failure, there's a lot of reasons why you can fail. Because you can always blame somebody else for why you didn't amount to anything. Why you never did anything. You can have all the plans in the world and never accomplish a thing. You can have dreams, but they turn into nightmares. And many people live their whole lives been a 100% failure with their life. Look at the next statement. Unite with worldly people and organizations. But the Bible says in 2 Corinthians in chapter 6 and verse 14 through there, when it talks about, do not be unequally yoked together. Do not be unequally yoked together. So if you want to mess up, be unequally yoked together with somebody. Here's a person. Let's say here's a boy. He knows the Lord. All right, here's here's pretty girl. Hey. Most times they don't care what they believe. She's pretty. Have you ever seen these Pretty girls in 20 years, they don't stay that way. That girl that's got that hourglass figure, sooner or later all the sand goes to the bottom. <laughs> Listen to me. 
And you think that man that's a hunk and got muscles, kind of built like myself, you know, he's not going to stay macho all his life. He's just 90% water. He's just slush. If we're made from the dust of the earth, we're just six foot of mud. Ain't it a shame I fell in love with six feet of mud? And who cares how it's shaped? (laughs) It don't stay that way. But look what you gave up just for that. The next statement, ride the fence in your Christian testimony. You know the Lord and you don't know which side of the fence to get on, just ride the fence. Never commit yourself, never get involved, don't, don't do anything, just, just well, you're going to be a success at being a failure. I was a failure, praise, praise God. I ruined my life, amen. Some people just don't get it. And they're failures, failures in life. The next statement, eliminate Bible reading and prayer. Eliminate it. Don't do any reading of the Bible because you might just believe it and it might work on your conscience and you might want to serve God. And you might want want to just do right. I'm going on 78 and I have found out after all these years, it is more fun doing right than doing wrong. There isn't a man in this world that can do wrong and have more fun than I can doing right. There isn't anybody. You can't do it. You can't have more fun doing wrong than a godly man doing right. But people don't believe it, but they got to experiment. They're afraid they're going to miss out on something. You know, it's always green on the other side of the fence. Yes. But just eliminate the Bible. And this is why you hear people say, I don't have time to read the Bible. I don't have time to go to church. I don't have time to pray. You know what God's going to say to them one time? Time to check out. You ain't got no more time. And you're out of here. You and I have all the time we need to do whatever's right. Whatever's right to do, we got time to do it. It's just that we don't want to do it. And so we are successful at being a failure. Now, I want you to look at the next statement, right in the middle of your page, how to turn failure into success. There's a verse that's found in the book of Isaiah 61 in verse 3. I love this phrase, beauty for ashes. I feel like there was a time in my life where all I had done so far was burn bridges, to burn and leave nothing but ashes in my wake. That I had so wasted so much because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know the Lord and I'd made a lot of bad decisions. Not that I was a real bad guy. It's just that 18 years of my life were being spent with no accomplishment, not doing something. I didn't know God. I didn't know his will. I didn't know what God wanted me to do with my life. But look at this verse. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty for ashes. In other words, it doesn't matter how much of your life so far you have messed up. As long as you still can breathe today. And if you've got a pulse, you've got a purpose. And that you can still have beauty come out of ashes. 
And God can do wonderful things in your life, and you've just never seen it yet. And so you don't have to stay a failure. The purpose of studying the Word of God is God is a God of second chance and third chance and fourth chance and fifth chance. God never gives up on us. Look at this next statement. The oil of joy for mourning, the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness. Trees, people that bring forth fruits of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. Get a chance, you read the first psalm. And the first psalm talks about we are like trees planted by the rivers of life, the the rivers, and bring forth your fruit and your leaves. And and God's going to bless you. Because, you see, you plant yourself by the by the river. This, this is a river of life. And I'm a tree. And if I get my water, my strength, from the well of water, then I can have some, not only foliage, I can have some fruits of righteousness, like God's talking about. So this is how you turn your failure into success. Now look at the first statement. Follow the path of righteousness. Where is that verse found? Psalms 23, verse 3. Can anybody remember what it says? Anybody know what it says? Nobody remembers that third verse. Well, nobody knows. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. He maketh me to. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the what? Paths of righteousness. See, God will never lead you in the wrong path. The Holy Spirit that indwells you will never lead you to do something contrary to the will of God. You can't do it. So the Holy Spirit is to teach us the Word of God. And believing what God's Word says, it leads us in the path. So I used to tell the college kids, take all the right you know to do and put it down in a list and just start doing whatever it says do it, whatever's right. And it'll become a path of righteousness. Simple. Look at the next statement. Alienate yourselves from bad worldly fellowship. Look in 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians in chapter 15. There's a verse here that you need to see in your Bible. If you don't have it underlined, I would underline this verse in your Bible. Verse 33. Verse 33. Alienate yourself from bad worldly fellowship. In other words, I do not have any close fellowship with anybody that doesn't walk with God. Just don't do it. Why? Because I don't want people pulling me down. That doesn't mean I don't try to win them to the Lord. It doesn't mean I don't try to challenge them to do right. But they're not going to be my close friends or close fellowship because I need friends who also walk with God. You show me the people you hang around and you can tell an awful lot about that person. So you want to help people up. In other words, you're walking along and you, there's a hole there. And lo and behold, you look down it and, and there's some people down in there. There's nothing wrong in trying to help them get out of the hole. What you've got to watch is them pulling you into the hole. It's kind of like this. If I had a white glove and there's a mud puddle. If I throw this white glove into that mud puddle, does the glove become muddy or does the mud become glovey? Now, one is going to affect, something's going to happen. So now, do I want to be a white glove or do I want to be a mud puddle? 
I want to affect people and try to help them in the right direction. But you don't have to get into the pit with them. I don't have to be a lawyer to win a lawyer. I don't have to be a doctor to win a doctor. I don't have to be a hippie to win a hippie. But anyway, look in verse 33. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. That's what that verse is talking about. The white glove in the mud. The mud is going to affect the glove. Now, we are in the world, but we're not supposed to be of the world. But we're in the world. And God has put it. And that's why he says, you pose the, every once in a while, wash your feet. Now, we don't have foot washing here because that was a type. It means uh, learning how to walk with God. And as you go through this world, you're going to get your feet dirty. So you, you kind of wash your feet. But you don't need a complete bath. But look what he said. Evil communication corrupt good manners. And so you can have a person who has good manners, but you hang around the wrong kind of people and they can corrupt those good manners and they can ruin your testimony because you're learning how to go from being a failure to being a success and this will help you. I'll look at the next statement. Indulge yourself in spiritual desires, Colossians in chapter 3. Colossians in chapter 3. You got your Bible? Make sure you're looking at it. I know y'all don't have it committed to memory. Colossians chapter 3, look in verse 1 and 2. But here in Colossians in chapter 3, look in verse 1. If ye then, if, be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. So God tells us something here. As he says in that word, if ye then be risen with Christ. Well, wait, 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 wait. He died 2,000 years ago. The resurrection of Christ was 2,000 years ago. How did I go? I was raised with Christ. We see, whenever he died 2,000 years ago, who did he die for? What he died for me. So in God's eyes, it was just like I went to the cross and I died on that cross. It was like I died on that cross and paid for my own sins. I didn't really do it. He did it in my place. So what he did, when I believe it, is put to my account as though I did it. So when God sees me, I was on the cross. And I was paying for my sins. And I died. And I was buried. And I came back from the dead. And I rose with Christ. And I'm seated in the heavenlies in Christ. So you see, Christ did all of that. And it was all put to my account as though I did it. So see, that's why I can't go to hell and pay for sin. Because see, I already died and paid for my sins. He did it for me. I get the credit. So when he says, if this is true, and it is true, judicially, this is true. This is how God sees it. If you then be risen with Christ, then you're seated in the heavenlies. But lo and behold, you know, in reality, I'm still here. So he says in the very next verse, set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. So if I want to be a success in this world, then I need to set my desires, my affection on things that are above. The things that are going to be in heaven when I, when I get there. So God says, if I will serve the Lord here in this life and serve him faithfully, 
It doesn't affect my destination. I'm going to heaven because of what he did. But what I have when I get to heaven depends upon what I do for him. So I'm going to heaven because he loves me. I'm going to be rewarded because I love him. So if I would serve the Lord here in this life, it's not in vain. It's not a waste. I'm going to be successful when I get to heaven, and he's going to give me rewards. Uh, That's the proof, the evidence of successfully living for the Lord in this life. Telling someone how to go to heaven is the greatest thing we can do in this life. To prepare you, Pastor Yankee Arnold is offering you his book, Gospel Driven Man, absolutely free. Gospel Driven Man explains in simple steps how to successfully share the gospel. To get your free copy of Gospel Driven Man, write to Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Or email Yankee Arnold at yankee at yankeearnold.com. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound and we will be changed caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day, believing that the Lord is coming soon, and just keep looking up. Amazing grace amazes me.